0: The militant minds will prevail. My name is Che. This is the No Spoon Podcast. What's up? What's up? Che back here, uh, the No Spoon Podcast. Thank you guys for all tuning in and uh listening to this very next episode. And I want to appreciate, send my appreciation to those who have listened to previous episodes. Um, those who have going all the way back to the old ones, man. I appreciate that, man, because I started this like in two thousand twenty, right after COVID hit. And so there's a lot of good information there too. Um that you can, you can pick up on. But, um, you know, I just, I just send a lot of appreciation your way. I mean, you know, right now, you know, we're not doing big numbers. This isn't like, you know, some of the other big time, you know, podcasts out there, but, you know, in due time, in due time, we'll, 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 we'll get into a respectable level. But for right now, man, I, you know, just because of that, you know, just because I I feel like, and I see the vision that we're, that we're going to reach more people, you know what i'm saying in 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 a very short time like i think we're going to get to a point where we're reaching we're having a bigger audience and um you know people are hearing this message um i really appreciate you you know right now those that are that are uh that are tuning in now you know what i mean like that have have that you guys give me the 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 uh the will to keep going the will to just you know keep putting stuff out there you know, I know that, that this is a bigger purpose. You know, it's not just my plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're, we're, we're serving, you know, the Creator. We're serving God. We're serving whoever you want to call it. You know, that's what we're... That's what... That's, Eventually, that's what we're leading to. You know what I'm saying? And doing the, the will of, of, of our Creator to, you know, bring this message to the people, bring this message that our purpose is to be free and our purpose is to, to live life to our fullest potential. And so that's that's what I'm trying to do here. And I feel like we're going to reach a big audience. So just bear with me. You know what I mean? We're going to get, you know, better, more technical right now. I'm trying my best to do this because it is extremely hot. And I try to record with the with the air on and it's just too much background noise. And it just doesn't sound right. So I'm like, it's hot. You know, It's it's 1243 in the afternoon out here in la and it is probably i would say about 100 degrees i'm not really sure but it's it's probably in that (laughs) in that vicinity so you know sitting back here in 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 the room trying to do this you know with no air on this is like but it is what it is man we're gonna we're gonna uh i've been in worse situations trust me so it ain't nothing like we're gonna keep doing what we're doing and so um yeah i just want to send appreciation and so those of you who haven't like subscribed or liked or you know shared this with somebody else do it i mean if every if we just if look it if everybody every each one of you if you share this with somebody else like you everybody has people that they no like you know that would appreciate something or maybe you're just trying to educate them and enlighten them on some things or maybe you're having conversation with people and you know you just you this this would be a good tool to try to like help them along their journey just share it Share with one person, then we double our numbers, right? And then those people share it with, you know, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't, you guys, you guys, you guys know math. Like, this isn't like, this isn't difficult. Like, if we, if we just go down that, we have that pace, we'll get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not in no rush. I'm not in no, um, you know, I'm not getting antsy. I'm not getting, you know, oh man, this, this is discouraged and nothing going to discourage. I'm going to keep doing this because this is, like I said, this ain't my plan. It's ain't man, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know it's right. Like, I see so many things going on in the world right now that is just ridiculous. You know what I mean? And it, and it's so off base and it's so, you know, out of touch with reality. It's out of touch with nature. It's out of touch with God that somebody has to say something. And I feel like, you know, I, I don't I don't I'm not sitting here proclaiming to be like the voice. I'm just a voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a voice, too. We all do. So that's kind of like what we're here to do. You know what I'm saying? Like just share it share it with somebody else you know what i'm saying and then we double our numbers and then and then the more we can get out there the more people start waking up and and what we're going to talk about today is a very is a very very important message you know what i'm saying like i i talk about a lot of things like we talk about a lot of current events and what's going on in the news and yeah i'm going to do that i'm going to continue to do that but sometimes i get this question a lot i get this question a lot and so I kind of wanted to address it on this episode here. The question is, okay, so what are we going to do? I, that that question is asked more than any other question because we sit here and we talk about, oh, look what they are doing over here with this. Look what they they trying to groom children, they trying to they try, you know, in the schools they're teaching this and they're trying to shut this down. They're trying to do that. They don't want us to, uh, you know, open our businesses. They don't want they want to mask us up. They want to so, keep us locked in the house. They're trying this the great reset. Uh, they're trying to introduce socialism, communism, all these different things. Like, you know, the CRT, the, the 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 you know, all these different things that we see. And so people go, okay, that's cool. Like, I, I sat here, I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna listen to your hour long podcast, tell me about what's going on. But I know it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you already know it. You know what's going on ain't right. But the question is, what are we going to do? Like, that's the most asked like you know frequently asked questions number one on top of the list okay and it, and it's like that that's how they phrase it okay comma what are we going to do and that's kind of saying yeah i hear you i hear you on all that i agree with you on all of that gas prices are high you know food shortages all these things are coming the great reset they wanted you know one world dominant globe you know Control, social credit system, all these things, I agree, all that is happening. So what are we going to do besides start podcasts and sit and talk about it? So let me let me first give you the simple answer. I don't have the answer, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, but I do have some things, like, I do have some things that we can start right now. Just doing. Each one of you we just start doing these simple things and we're going to start so simple right we're going to start so simple i'm not talking about you know let's 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 start a co-op let's start pooling our resources let's buy some like all that stuff is great it's great but the reason why we don't have people in this country and around the world that are trying to do that is because people have been overcome by this certain mindset it's a certain mindset that works that is is needed in order for this whole agenda to be to, to be coming to fruition like the the people need to be up under a certain mindset some people call it mass formation psychosis some people call it dependency some people call it victimhood whatever it is. It's a state of mind that is needed in order for this agenda to be completed so what I'm talking about today is going to be how do we reverse that? And then once we reverse it, we have to let that spread. It's a cultural thing. That's that's number one. Number one, the 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 the, the smartest thing and the most effective thing that these people have done is that they have created a culture of entitlement. A culture of dependency, a culture of victimization, a culture that says we need to look for something outside of ourselves to save us, and conveniently, the government, the corporatocracy, the elites—they fill that vacuum. They fill that vacuum. That's what they want. They need you to think this way. I've I said this before. The biggest problem, like in in the last episode, we talked about get, you know. Persons with the capacity for pregnancy. Like this is ridiculous. Right. We know that women get pregnant. We know that men cannot get pregnant. Right. But the reason that they want you to think that and believe that is not because it's true or not because they want you like they're uh, like there's some kind. No. The only reason that they want you to think that is because if you'll accept that you will accept anything. Same thing with the vaccines. Same thing with the masks. Same thing with the lockdowns. If you'll all these things had no basis in common sense or logic or reason, none. But because you were willing to accept it, then they're saying they'll accept anything around me right now. Everybody that I know that that has gotten COVID is vaccinated. And the people that aren't vaccinated have not gotten COVID. This is true. I mean, this is anecdotal because it's my experience, but I'm telling you what I see with my own two eyes. So when they come and say, you need to get vaccinated, I say, well, why? Everybody that I see that's vaccinated is getting sick and I'm not. And the people that aren't vaccinated aren't getting sick. That, to me, that doesn't make sense. That's not what they want, though. They want obedient, subservient slaves that will listen and jump when they say jump. That will say, boss, there's no cage for me to lock myself in. I need to build one. You understand what I'm saying? So what, what I'm talking about here today, I'm going to give you just five things. Five things that you can start doing today. Today. Implement these things. And then we can go from there. Because, look, as it stands, this is, let's be honest. We can build a community. We can build a parallel economy. But if you have people that still have that sheep mindset, that dependent mindset, that victim mindset, that slave mindset, right? If you have people, it will not last. It will be like the house built on sand. Once adversity comes, it will crumble. So what we need to do is start cultivating this mindset and this culture that is the antithesis of what they want, and we want to build independent people. We want to build strong people in morals and values. We want to build people that will stand on their values and not be shaken, that know their values through and through, not just because somebody come and said, "Hey, thou shalt not woopty, woop, wop and do all this okay, that's what I 'm supposed to do. You can't even tell me why that's important. We want to build people that are strong independent self-sufficient self-governing moral principled that's the type of people that we need going forward those are the people that are going to usher in the whole this a new reset and this reset is going back to our values back to our moral system back to the things that made us great back to the way that our creator intended for us to be. So let's get into I got sweat dripping down my forehead. It's hot. <laughs> it is hot. But let me let's start. Number 1. Control what you can control. Wow. Profound. But it's simple. What Here's the thing. People always say like don't worry about the things you can't control, which is true. You don't worry about things you can't control. Worrying about something that you have no control over what, whether you can fix it or not will not change it. So don't worry about it. We know that. However, the other thing is control what you can control because a lot of times what we do is we go, "Okay, I can't I can't control that, so I'm not going to worry about it." But yet you have all these other things around you that you can control, but you don't put no effort into doing so. Right. You don't like you, you know, a Jordan Peterson talks about cleaning your room. Right. Cleaning your room. And and the reason why that's important is because that's where you live. You want to go and change the world and you can't even you can't even get a system to where you can get your laundry done on time. You know what I mean? Like you don't even have clean underwear to wear to work tomorrow. So let's before we start going and becoming, you know, you know revolutionaries here and we're going to change the world and do all this stuff, let's start with our own selves. And 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 we get to the most rudimentary level of this, and that is with your thoughts. Control your thoughts. Right? There's 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 2 Corinthians 10:5 says you take every thought captive and turn it to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? That means every thought that comes into your head, whether it's whether it's from you or from the suggestion that you've gotten from the TV, social media, music, whatever it is, you have to turn it and change it to good. To the obedience of Christ, that means th- change those things to where it it, it it emanates from a place of positivity, a place of righteousness. You can control that. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you can control your thoughts. You can control that, right? Colossians 3.2 says, set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are of the earth. Set your mind on those good things. Vibrate on that energy, on that positive things. We all have a choice. I have, I, there's a, there's a, a, a quote that my wife put in, in the corner of our bedroom. And it sits in the corner and it says, choose to see the good. Choose. That means it's it's an action that's on me. That's my action, to choose. I can choose to see the bad. I can choose to see the negative. I can choose to be pessimistic. I can choose to look at what's going on in the world and say, oh, it's over with. That's a choice that I made. Or I can choose and say, okay, I see what's going on. Let me start Taking control of my life at the basic level, and that's why Jordan Peterson, like I said, he talks about cleaning your room. You can do that. you can start clean up your desk, make your bed, vacuum the floor, do these little things, be consistent with it, stay up to date with it that will build some type of of habits right Those habits will then become who you are, the character that you are right there's a there's there's a um there's a story that um, Huey P. Newton, Black Panther, he had he he talked about in his book "Revolutionary Suicide," right? And in the uh, in the book, when he was in the county jail fighting his case, and um, I'm not a really big Huey P. Newton fan, and maybe one day we'll talk about all the things that, anyways. But and and it's, it goes a lot beyond just. But, anyways, um, but he had a very good, very good chapter in the book. In the book, and the, and the chapter was called "Freedom," right? And in the in it, he was talking about how he was put in the hole, which is you know when you go when you get in trouble in 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 jail. And at this time, it was called the Soul Breaker. This was in Alameda County in Oakland, right? And because it was designed to break you, and anybody that you know, I've been in you know AdSeg and the Shoe Program, which is you know solitary confinement uh the jail within the jail the the really it is designed to break you right and because the whole point of prison and 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 is that we don't conform so you need to be broken in order to then say okay help me i need you right same thing that they're doing today is they're breaking people so in in it he's you know he's putting a dark cell with no light um, it was cold. It was dark. It, it was just a hole in the ground to use the restroom. They just fed you your food under the table. And he said, you know, what he started to do is he started to lay down on his back and he started to close his eyes and he started to envision things. And he said he would almost like play movies in his head. Right. He would play like scenarios that happen. You know in his past or things that he wanted to happen, he would just envision it, and he would just you know play it out like it was a movie and just sit there and watch it and he realized that it made the time go by and it and it and it it made him sane. you know what I mean, and then he realized that he would mentally wouldn't be in that place he mentally he would be somewhere else. You know what I mean? like he realized that if you can control your thoughts, your environment doesn't matter. Right. What they do outside doesn't matter. When I first went when I first went to prison, I used to get like, you know, I would get so mad when things would change and it changes all the time. Right. So like you have there's a schedule like, you know, OK, at at six o'clock, they're going to start releasing for breakfast. You go eat, you come back, you know, then at seven o'clock, they're going to release for, you know, work and education and vocation and all this stuff. And, you know, all that starts happening at seven and then around eight o'clock. Um, you see, guys like yard crew workers start going out. You know, um, all these, you know, they start. So now you're like, okay, our yard crew workers going out. Okay, about eight thirty, there's going to be yard. So you know, you start to develop like a little routine, and you go, you know, breakfast, come back, clean the cell, you know, kind of sit, watch a little TV, get your mind right, kind of prepare. By eight o'clock, you start doing a little push ups warming up because you eight thirty is going to be the yard. You want to be kind of like already start your little routine. And when they open the yard, and you go out there and work out. So I used to, you know, I used to do that like everybody else. And then, you know, 830 would come and we wouldn't hear nothing. You know, and they were real good at like not telling you. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get one that'd be like, hey, there's no yard today. Because of whatever, whatever, right? And they'd have all kind of reasons and excuses on why they don't do it. But so when eight thirty would come and I'd be like, Man, they ain't running yard. And I'm looking outside, I'm like asking hey, what's going Tell them, ask them what's going on with yard. And then cops is like, oh, I don't, you know, everybody's playing dumb. Like, they don't know what's going on. And then eventually 9 o'clock comes. You still ain't open yard. And then finally by 9.30, you might see somebody come inside from the yard, you know, from medical or something like that. And they're like, yeah, ain't no yard today. And so I would get so mad. Like, oh, man, like man, I can't stand these people. Like, I hate these people. They're always doing this. And then so I would get so mad. And then I would just sit on my bunk, like, mad. <laughs> just be angry arms folded, you know what I mean? Just angry, just mad, just just so upset. And I would do that at 9.30, 10.30, 12, like before I knew it, it'd be like, you know, time to go to dinner and I'm still mad. And I haven't done anything but sit there mad, maybe vent into my celly, getting upset, you know what I mean? Like not doing anything. And I realized I was allowing them, to dictate what I did. I got nothing productive done. I didn't do any studying, didn't do any reading, didn't write no letters to my family, didn't, didn't work out, didn't do any of these things. And so what I started to learn was, no, you have to, you have to run your own program, control what you can control. Right? Have a contingency plan. Like, okay, they're not going to run yard. If they, this is what I'm going this is my plan. I want to go to yard. I want to do this, this and that, but if they don't do this, what can I do in the cell? And then I would do it. And then when I went to the hole and into and, into the shoe program, you know, they would come like sometimes six in the morning showers. That's your shower for the day. And I'd be like, man, I'm not doing that. So we have this like we would bird bath. We would fill up a sink, you know, take a cup, put water over our body, soap up. It, you're just taking a shower right there. And so I would just be like, you know what, I'm not going to sit here and depend on their showers. I'm going to run my own program. I'm going to shower when I want to after I work out. I'm going to run my own thing. I'm not dependent on what they have going on. I'm just doing I'm doing it. I'm doing everything as if I have to just be in this cell all day long. And if we happen to get yard, we happen to get showers at a time that's convenient for me, cool, I'll take it. But I'm not dependent on that. So that's the type of thing, like, control what you can control. Control what's going on in your world right now. You know what I mean? It's not about just not worrying about what you can't control. It's also about... Take being proactive in the things that you can. Cleaning things up. Getting your getting your house organized. You know what I'm saying? Developing developing systems. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Right? That's part of it. So that's the first thing you, you do. You know, control what you can control. The second thing that we can do, we can eliminate all vices. There's a quote by George Jackson that he says, What if a person was so oriented... That the loss of no material thing could cause him mental disorganization, that is the free agent. You're not dependent on vices, right? You know, it's like it's like a drug addict. He can function; he's fine. As soon as you take that drug away, you don't know what to do. It's an addition by subtraction. You actually gain more and benefit more in your life when you remove certain things. I I like listening to um, that guy Wes Watson. Um, he's you know a prison guy, been, did ten years, and now he's a big like motivational speaker. So shout out to Wes Watson. Um, but but he always talks about like people ask him like he'll pull up in a Rolls Royce, and people will be like, "Hey, what do you do?" Like, and then he would always say, "It's not what I do; it's what I don't do. I don't eat bad. I don't drink. I don't smoke. You know what I mean? I don't. I I I eliminate." vices from my life I eliminate things that are causing a negative impact to me like before we start saying what can we add what do I need to do let me buy this program let me go invest in this let me go you know let's start like like if I let's start eliminating things that are holding me back it's not like okay well I need to go hire a personal trainer I need to go you know buy the most expensive gym equipment I need to get the best gym shoes and the best gym outfit and then I'm going to lose weight but it's like you know you don't really need to do all that. Maybe you just just stop eating all that junk food. Maybe you should just start moving around more. Maybe you should just walk out your front door, fresh air, stop watching TV, social media, looking at porn, doing all smoking weed, drinking, doing all this stuff and then just start experiencing life and get a little bit more exercise than you do now. Let's start and let's start eliminating certain things. Let's start saying hey, you know what, I think drinking every night, maybe I can cut back on that. Maybe I'll just drink on the weekends. And then you'll go from there. I'm not saying, you know, I I know addiction can be difficult to kick and all that type of stuff. But you just slowly start eliminating these vices. Look, these people are going to hold these things over your head. They are going to get you addicted to things. This is what they do. Like we see that happening. The pharmaceutical companies are 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 part of this. Like they will get you addicted to drugs and opioids and and amphetamines and all these different things. And then they'll take it from you. And guess what? You're going to do. You're going to go back and you're going to beg them for it. And they're going to say, only if you do this, only if you give us that. Don't miss me with this talk about I'm ready for the war. I'm ready to step up. We need to we need to do yeah. all this di-. miss me with that if you're addicted to certain vices that they will use to manipulate you they will right i i was telling i was i was i was telling my wife this story last night and i was in a hole and my silly did something really stupid and the cop came and they tore our whole cell up and so um you know they were saying oh we had um weapon contraband and it was it was so goofy the cops were so goofy they like like, they didn't, they went in the cell, searched, they seen the contraband, it wasn't really contraband, it was, it was an asthma inhaler, but you weren't supposed to have it, and it had metal parts in it, and that could be used as a weapon, so it wasn't really a weapon, it was weapon contra, you know, weapon stock, was, that's what they call it, right, so now, the cop didn't take it when he was in the cell, but then when he left in my cell, he started, like, running his mouth at the cop, and then the cop was like, oh, well, you got, you know, weapon stock in there, and it was like, well, it, so this, this cop is an idiot. He goes and he tells the sergeant, like, hey, they got a weapon stock in there. And, of course, the sergeant's going to say, so you were in the cell searching it and you didn't take it? And now you want to go in there and take it? So they were doing something like all the illegal searches. And, like, they were – even they told me. Like, when they pulled me out of the cell and they wanted to question me about it, they were like, you know, we don't want this to get to the captain. So just tell us where it's at. And I'm like, now, I knew where it was at. We flushed it, right? Because as soon as they said it and they walked away my cell, he was like, what do you think we should do? I was like, man, just flush it. Flush it down the toilet. Let them they're gonna come in here, they're gonna search everything, they're not gonna find nothing, and that's gonna be that. Right? They he's in it. I already knew, like, you're stupid. Like you came in the cell and you seen it and then you didn't take it. And then you wanna go and tell your superiors what you did. Like the first thing your superiors are gonna say is, So you seen something dangerous and you left it alone and you put them back in the cell with the dangerous substance. Like this is this is ridiculous. So it was like a clown show. So they pulled me out. They're asking me about it. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? And they're you know, oh, we need to find it. I don't want we don't want to search the whole yard and the captain's gonna to want to search the whole yard looking for this stuff, and so just tell us that I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So they put us outside, right? And it's this is this it's like thirty degrees outside, it's December and it's it's like snowing weather. Like if it's if it was precipitation, it would snow, right? And we were just in our boxers like no shoes no socks on the hard on the cold concrete like it's freezing outside and everything like that. And so what they're trying to get you to do is break. They want you to be like, "Okay, okay, okay. Man, I'm I'm cold. I can't take it." Here's where it's at, right? Well, first of all, I I couldn't tell them where it is at cuz it's down the toilet. It's probably in, the, you know, some place in the sewer, right? So I'm just like, you know, every time the cop come by, they're like, "You all right?" I'm fine. I wanted him to know we could do this all night long. Like th- that will make you break, but it's not going to make me break. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of mentality that you have to have. Like they will sleep deprive you. They will deprive you of nutrition. They will deprive you of your vices. They will deprive you of certain things that you depend upon. And the more that you depend upon these things, the more they're going to hone in on it. Don't give them no weakness. Eliminate those vices. Uh, the one of the best things that you can do to do that is fast, fast from food, fast from water. I used to do this every single year. I used to participate in, in Ramadan. To and the reason the reason we do it is because it it built up that discipline that if I can go all day long and deny myself the basic needs of a human being, food and water, and I can deny myself that from sun up to sundown. Then it builds that discipline within me, that 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 energy that I need to be disciplined to be able to say no to certain things. That's a, that's so key for people. So many people cannot say no. I can't. You can't say no. Like, oh, here's a, here. You want to go out tonight? Yeah. You know, I used to like. I used to be like that when I was when I was young. Before I went to jail and I started learning like all this stuff about myself, knew who I was. Like, I didn't want to miss anything. So I never turned anything down. It was like, hey, let's go out tonight. Okay, cool. Yeah, I want to go. Oh you, oh, oh, you guys are doing this? I want to go. Oh, 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 you guys are trying that tonight? Oh, I want to do that too. Oh, we're getting high on this tonight? I don't want to miss out on what, you know, I don't want you to be doing something that I'm missing out on, so let me try that too. Like, you are a dependent slave. People can come and just push your buttons and you do it. You know, when I got old, like when I got older, I remember I was like I'm probably like 33 and I was like, on my last few years of being incarcerated, I had a, um, I worked in the laundry and I had a coworker and he was a little bit older than me. Right. And so he, um, like, we we're just sitting there talking, we we're folding, you know, sorting the laundry and dirty laundry and stuff like that. And we're just talking. And he was like, he was like, um, he was like, you never done, you never done meth, huh? And I was like, nah, I, uh-uh. I ain't never done that. <laughs> right. And he was like, and this is this is how this is how the conversation with this is what he said. He was like, oh, yeah, he goes one day, you know, one day when I come up on something, I'll bring some and uh, watch, watch how you work on it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you're just already assuming like I'm just going to do it. And I was like, man, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm I'm. what do you think? I Like, you think that I'm just the type of person like I'm just going to. Oh, OK. Oh, he's, well, he's had some. So I had to do it like that's the type <laughs> that's the type of people that they want. They want those type of people that where they can just present something to you and you go okay, yeah 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 let's do it. Hey hey everybody, we got this we got this shot. We're gonna put we're gonna put inside your arm. You gotta get five of them. You're still gonna get sick. The people that don't get it aren't gonna get sick. But you gotta do it. Oh sign me up. Like literally, I had a job like last year, and they were like, and there was people that were like, you know, I I ain't getting that. I ain't getting the shot. This and this and that. And as soon as they came, like, like yeah, we're raffling off a of big screen TV. You know how many people signed their name? Like, they went, okay, yeah. Where do I sign? I'm like, what? I'm like, man, you guys are easy. Eliminate your vices, get rid of those things. The loss of no material thing can cause you dis- mental disorganization. You're fine. You're okay. You have your mind, you have your body. It's solid, your mind is strong. Even if I have to go without food and water for a period of time, I can do so. Because mentally, I'm strong enough to withhold it. Physically, I'm strong enough to withstand it. Eliminate your vices. Number three. The organized few control the disorganized many. I'm going to say that one more time. And and this is a quote I'm going to attribute it to my partner that I had met when I was incarcerated. Tiari. He was an old uh, BGF member. um He actually had got out recently after doing like 40 something years. But he used to always tell me that organized few control the disorganized many. And we used to sit on the yard and he would be like, he'd be like, look how many inmates you see. Well, about a thousand inmates on the yard, right? He said, now how many police you see? I would say 50, maybe. You know, on the yard at one time, like maybe. You know thirty, forty, he was like, "So you got a thousand p- inmates and forty fifty cops, and they control a thousand. How?" And I'd be like, "Well, they got guns, you know they got the gun tower, they got the pepper spray, they got the electric fences, and he goes, "But in order to get all that stuff, there had to be organization amongst them. You see what I'm saying? Like to even build the prison." From the construction company, you know what I'm saying, on up to the, 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 the nurses, to the free staff in the kitchen that, that, that work, the you know, the cooks, you know, to the COs, like to the warden, all those, it's an organized entity, right? And so because they're organized, because they have a purpose and they have a plan and everybody plays their role, they can control a mass group of people. This is what we see going on here. Like the the, the elites, the corporatocracy, the government, these people are a, a minute fraction of the world population. But they're organized. They're organized amongst themselves. That's how they're able to pull it off. Because they have systems in play. See, we're we're disor- and, and, and and we're disorganized not just On a a, a collective level, but we're disorganized on it on an individual level. The person I'm talking to you about before, he has no plans. He has no routines. He has no systems. Somebody comes and says, hey, man, you ever done meth before? No. Well, I got some. "Okay, let me try it. Because there is no boundaries with that person. They don't have no like, no, I can't do that. Hey, you want to go out tonight? Yeah, let's just do it. Let's go. The reason they do that is because they don't have no systems. I, I read in in in, in uh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, he had talked about McDonald's. He said, does McDonald's make the best cheeseburger? No, not at all, right? But how are they so successful? They have the best systems. They have the best systems. The best systems will always beat the best product. You know, there's... There's better burgers here in L.A. There's 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 a place called uh, Master Burger. There's only like there's like a couple of them, but the main one is like on Western Vernon, right? Delicious cheeseburger. I mean, delicious. You ever out here? Go to go to, go to Master Burger on Western and Vernon, right? Be careful when you're down there, though. I'm just warning you because they call it murder burger for a reason, right? But uh uh, delicious, right? But if you don't make your presence known when you go to order, they're not going to help you. Their customer service is terrible. Like everything about how that operation is ran is ridiculous. But there's a reason why there's only a few in L.A., a few in total. And there's a reason why there's McDonald's on every other corner because they have a better system. So you as an individual have to start developing systems. What's your morning routine like? What's your bedtime routine like? What time do you wake up? What time do you go to sleep? These are things that you can control. Do you work out? Do you not? What do you eat? What don't you eat? What are your boundaries? What are things that you will do or you won't do? You have to start having that. You're too old to be going through phases. You're too old to be like. Oh, now I'm in my drug phase. I'm in forty years old, and I'm gonna start doing drug. You're too old for all that. I'm i I'm in my clubbing phase. I'm thirty five. I'm gonna start clubbing now. You're too old for that. Start start to develop boundaries. Start developing these things. They have systems. That's why they're able to control us. They use the media, they use the education system, they use the political system, they use the judicial system, they use the justice system. They use all these systems that they have in place, whether they run efficiently or not. They run efficiently for them, not for you, because you're disorganized and you're disorganized mentally. Don't start. Don't talk to me about let's 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 get together a community garden. Let's organize. Let's organize. a. Let's organize a parallel economy. Organize yourself. First and foremost, start with organizing yourself. Go back to number one. Control what you can control. Organize your thoughts. These are the things that we can start doing right now. Developing your systems. What system do you have? What do you do in the morning from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep? Do you write down what you're supposed to do throughout the day? Do you have weekly goals? Do you have daily goals? Do you have monthly goals? If you don't have any goals, you're just wandering through life. And somewhere along the path, you saying, hey, I'm trying to, I just want to be rich. You just want to be rich? How are you going to get there? I don't know. Well, somewhere along the path, somebody's going to come and convince you that if you do a little cocaine, it's going to help you get rich, and then you're going to be on skid row. Start developing these systems. Number four. Number four. Attention to details start small, you know, um, like, when I was in high school, I played football, and I went to two different high schools, like, you know, um, my senior year, I had transferred to another school that was, you know, I felt was better suited for me, but there was, there was two contrasting styles, right, the first high school that I went to, they were more focused on, like, um, I guess like the big the the overall strategy tactics or whatnot, right? So like the game plan was in, was everything. What what plays we were gonna run and you know how we would, you know, um switch into different sets and formations and how we would react to the def you know, to the offense and it was, you know, more of, of an overall system, right? And I mean that has its benefits. Right. And so we spent a lot of time on that, like game plan, um, you know, working on working on the different new things that we were going to implement during the week. And we had a very exhaustive, uh, like playbook, I guess you could say. Right. Like it was it was deep on what we what we did. And, you know, um, very, very, you know, just a lot a lot of things you had to remember a lot of things that you had to you had to be aware of and every week there was more they just threw a lot out on you right and then the school i went to in my senior year right it was the exact opposite like we didn't do a lot we didn't have a big playbook we didn't have a lot of different things that different looks that we gave we what they we focused more on fundamentals our our coach was more he wanted to make sure that fundamentally all the little things that we were good at Right. Our technique, our footwork, um, you know, hand placement, ball placement, you know, how how, you know, eliminating false steps like don't doing things that didn't didn't actually, you know, lead towards what we're trying to accomplish. Like we used to do a lot of drills, individual drills like he was big on everybody being fundamentally sound, not so much on the game plan. Like if we were all really good at what we did and we did really if we did what we did really well that we would be successful and so he we used to have like signs you know what i mean up in in, in the locker room and he used to always that was that was like the main thing that he instilled in us like pay attention to details attention to details attention to details attention to details and when we go through the film it wasn't so much where were you supposed to be at within this formation or within this you know alignment? It was more like, what were you doing? Why why did you take that step? Why did you come up? Why weren't you bending your knees? Why weren't you get you know leverage? Like it was more attention to this little small things, and it, and to me, um, that made us better players because we we weren't so much thinking of like, oh, all, you know, all that I had to do within it. Like we were just trying to be the best at what we did. And so that's the same type of thing. Like I would say, like, pay attention to the small things that you do. Start thinking economically, meaning is this, is, is what I'm doing right now, is it leading towards my goal? Is it getting us out of the situation that we're in? You know, you know what I'm saying. Like, start thinking on that level. If if are my thoughts right now efficient? Like, we're up against something here. I don't know if you guys really like. You listen to this podcast. You listen to a lot of other things, and I'm I'm pretty sure we all understand that we are heading towards severe times. Like, we have a battle ahead of us. We don't have a lot of time to waste. You know what I mean? Like, in 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 football, we call it fault. You know, don't take false steps. Meaning, you know go in the direction that you're supposed to be going. Don't go don't you taking a false when I take a false step, if I'm playing defensive I'm covering a wide receiver and I take a step forward when I should be taking a step backwards, that receiver's taking a step forward. I've already lost a step on him. Like we we don't have false steps to give these people. These people are organized, these people are determined, and these people need to carry out this agenda we don't have time for false steps pay attention to the details of your life pay attention to them look at them what are you doing what are you doing today we don't have days. you don't we really can't afford days where you just lay around and, and, and watch youtube all day we don't so start being cognizant of this of these details that are in your life and what you need to do get yourself organized get yourself together developing these systems sticking to a plan. Eliminating these vices. An alcoholic is not going to win this. You know what I'm saying? Sitting around uh, smoking weed all day and watching videos on YouTube is not going to win this. Start eliminating these, little, these, these small little things that are holding you back. Pay attention to the details. Like Jordan Peterson, clean your room. Start there. Let's get those things organized. Let's get it together. Number five. And I think this is the most important one. And this is. This is. This is some. uh, This is difficult for people. Especially. Especially with everything that we see going on. And you know. What we're really up against. And it can be discouraging. It can be disheartening. And all this type of thing. But. Number five is to be grateful. Wake up in the morning and be grateful that you woke up. Wake up in the morning and be grateful that you have a roof over your head. Listen, we are the most privileged people in the world. If you're living in the United States of America, you are the most privileged people in the world. You have more opportunity than every and everybody else. Now that is, we're losing it. But we're losing it because we're not, we're getting complacent and we're getting to be ungrateful and entitled. We feel we need more. We feel that our lives are incomplete because we're not grateful for what we have. I remind myself this all the time, right? Because there was a point in time where I didn't, listen, just, let me give you this, this little example real quick. I remember I first day I came home. And I'm sitting in my mom's kitchen and my uncle was right there and my nephew was right there. And we were just talking and my uncle asked me, he said, what's the best thing about being home? And as he was asking me, I was getting something to drink at a refrigerator, some juice or something like that. Right. And I stopped and I'm pouring the glass, something to drink. And I had to think about it. and I said this. He's like, what you mean? I said. Getting this, getting this, this juice right here. I said, "This is the best thing about being home." He said, what, "What do you mean by that?" I said, "I said because I'm getting something cold to drink. I ain't had nothing cold to drink because they don't give you nothing cold to drink. Like you don't get, you're, you you drink the water out of the sink. That's what you get, or you have to spend all your money on bottled water, and, and that bottled is not gonna be cold. A bottled is gonna sit in your cell. You don't have a refrigerator. Like everything you drinking is, is is lukewarm. Like you don't have things like it's, you can't just warm things up." Like even to this day, my wife she would be like, man, you, you could just like I could just eat a cold pizza. I she was there, and there was some wing stop in the in the refrigerator the other day, and she was like, oh, you didn't eat your Wingstop. I was like, all right, give it to me, and I just started eating it. She was like, you need it cold. I said, man, I I'm used to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm used to it. like that's just how you do it. So it's like at that instance when he asked me what's the best thing, I said, man, this right here. Like I'm like I'm so grateful that I can get some cold juice. I could put some ice in it if I want to. Like, man, you know how grateful that sounds like you know, ice? Man, sometimes people come back from the kitchen, they got ice and it's like they can sell it. People be buying ice. You know how grateful you you have to like seriously, we have to be grateful for the things that we have. Because if we're not, then we become these entitled, whiny little brats that you see with purple hair and nose rings and sitting here crying because, you know, nobody wants to give him something free. And everything to them that w- America's bad. I hate America. Death to America. Shut up. Death to America. You sound you sound so stupid. Like there's people right now that they ain't seen their family in years. Sitting in a cell with nothing. And they and they and they happier. They're happier than look. They're more happier people. I've met happier people in prison than I've met out here. I've met more respectful people in prison than I've met out here. This is this is facts. I I I I can attest it. I have met happier people in prison than I've met out here. Positive thoughts produce positive actions which produces a positive life. You can't expect that positivity is going to come if you're constantly negative, if you're constantly walking around moping and sad and talking about everything you don't have. It's hot right now. I get it. Everybody's hot, everybody's a little uncomfortable, but so what? You got an AC, you got even if you don't have an AC, you got a fan. Wow. You have a fan. Go to Libya, and you tell me about how hot it is. These people don't even have to understand the concept of air conditioner. They don't even understand that concept. I'm not saying we shouldn't we shouldn't strive to be better, but you don't want to get into this place so you become like these weirdos, man. Out here, pro, out here, protest. You know what they'll do to you in China for protesting? You would disappear. You would no longer exist, and they won't even talk about you no more. Who? What? Huh? You out here protesting, marching for nothing? Situation you don't even understand. You become these whiny, entitled little brats. That's what they are. I, I you know, call it what it is. And sit here and cry because I say men can't get pregnant. That's the truth. You don't like it? Oh, well. This is this is the issues that people are fighting over here. Can men get pregnant? You're being transphobic. Acknowledge my pronouns. You're oppressing me because you don't want to call me they, they, them. You got people you got people right now that are really like fat phobic like you're such a glutton you have it so good that you can get fat and then complain about being oppressed because people call you like because people won't accept that you're beautiful because you're 700 pounds and you want free health care because you ate yourself into diabetes be grateful Look at the life that you have. It's better than most. It can be worse. It can. I'm not sitting. We're not going to win a war with a bunch of people who are crying all the time. It's going to get hard, people. You want to? You like you? You think you're going to overcome this? And you're not going to be able to? It's not going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be very uncomfortable. Get used to it. The heat. Get used to it. The cold, get used to it. The hunger, get used to it. Be grateful for what you have right now. Do everything with a cheerful, grateful heart. Trust me, changes your whole world. It, it, it blows my mind how people are out here. So entitled. Stop it. Dig in, get strong, be grateful, control what you can control, eliminate these vices because they're going to use it against you, organize your thoughts, organize your actions, organize your life, pay attention to the details, and be grateful for what you have. My name is Che, this is a No Spoon Podcast.